This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, aren't we nasty today? Imagine if this was the first thing a person knew about you is that you thought this was funny and good. Yeah. And you like came here for a devotional. Right. <laughs> you got me straight crippling. Yeah, baby. Woo! <laughs> Banana. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there we we used to have a and hope to again had a sponsor named Fracture. Yeah. Caroline used her fracture code to get what <laughs> printed out. You know what's so sad is I waited too long to even use my fracture code, so I paid full price. Um, but I did I did print a beautiful meme that I love on a piece of glass, and I have in my home now. A thick minion. A thick minion, a female minion. Two Cs. Bursting out of her overalls. <laughs> we should prop it up. Some just sort to of set Lola the Bunny. tone of this. Yeah, that's right. And it says, it's not a competition, bitch. Still winning, though. <laughs> Which does embody your thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun. And it's not a competition, but if it was, we're losing. I'm <laughs> still losing, though. I don't know. We've got to look at that headgum doc again, see yeah. where we're at. Yeah, we saw some rankings, What do you think? Do you think we have more listeners than the show hosted by a Netflix star? Yeah. <laughs> she said confidently and not insecurely good christian fun is a podcast where we talk about christian pop culture christian music movies entertainment stuff made by for christians but this is the thing i forgot to say the last couple episodes we're christians hmm. yeah. <laughs> with that noise with that noise but we're not here to make you go to church or proselytize to you or preach to you we're just here to have fun we're not here to bash your beliefs either no beliefs are good yeah keep them unless you're an atheist who's like oh thank nothing for the food you know <laughs> <laughs> that's dumb rub-a-dub-dub thanks for the grub nobody <laughs> <laughs> black void oh boy but it's good christian fun here's what i'm nervous about going into this episode I'm not nervous about our guests. I'm not nervous about the fun new segment we have coming up. Yeah. Uh, later on in the sh- in the second half of the show, what I don't know though is this segment that we're about to do right now. So for the first time ever, Caroline said, "Kevin, I have a segment. Here's the bumper for it to play beforehand." But I'm not going to tell you what it is. So I don't know. But here, should I play or do you want to tee it up? Uh, no, just play it. Play the bumper. Yeah, I've got it all. I've got it all worked out. You don't want to say this is blah 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 blah. I'll blah, get blah. there. Okay, so I just play a bumper. Sans context. Play a bumper. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Marvelous. Marvelous. 
Welcome to a new segment on the show called Smarvelous, my special secular corner where I get to talk about Marvel movies real quick, and Kevin supports me 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Today's topic, putting the oh no in Thanos. When we last saw... (laughs) Okay, good. When we last saw our brave heroes, half of them had been disintegrated into a powdery ash by the cruel population control enthusiast, Thanos. He's an enthusiast. <laughs> leaving the fans to wonder how our sweet supernatural boys and girls of the Avengers would fight back. Internet newspaper Vox has reported that there is an important and highly probable fan theory for how <laughs> Thanos will be defeated. In- <laughs> In the final three-hour-long chapter of the Infinity War story. Is it that Captain Marvel will join the squad and glow him away in some final battle? Will he die from a sharp cut from Captain America's jawline? Or an even sharper cut from Tony Stark's infamous wit? No! MCU fans have pooled their knowledge and surmise that Thanos will meet the bitter end when Ant-Man crawls up his. Ant-Man, with the ability to shrink and grow in magic school bus-like proportion, will one, (laughs) become microscopic, Mm -hmm. two, crawl his way directly into Thanos' purple encrusted asshole, and three... (laughs) Expand bigger. Expand bigger than my waistline at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Thanos will then explode butt first into all known universes, and order will be restored. I ask the listeners Have you ever heard a more poetic and justified end to a murderous, eternally sad villain? Yes. Perhaps it can only be rivaled by Judas's tragic hanging in the potter's field. <laughs> Though I would argue that even that story could have used more butthole. I look forward to all three hours of the upcoming film, and I, for one, hope that at least one of those hours will chart the journey from butt to bust. I will now briefly allow any thoughts my co-host Kevin may have on today's news. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll say I, I I know this is one of the only things we've been DMing each other about the last few days, so I'm glad like it's been on both of our radars. And, and I, for one, I, for one is a great <laughs> phrase, I, for one, am happy that you're embracing the truest part of yourself, which is this. This is you. Like, this is you saying, I'm Caroline, no apologies, don't hate me because you ain't me, and I'm proud of you. For doing this. Thanks, everyone. I'll be back next time. I have some marvelous thoughts. Swonderful. Swonderful. Marvelous. Marvelous. Do you think the Russo brothers heard this podcast? They're like, you know what? We can make this longer for Caroline. (laughs) They were like, we're gonna have to refilm a lot. The end game movie. As this as this episode's coming out, it comes out in like two weeks, two or three weeks when this episode drops. Yeah. We'll go see Adobe, right? Yeah. Us together, the four of us. Four friends. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's always fun. Yeah. All right. Wow. Did you like my new segment? That was great. But I think you need to it needs to happen at least once a month. 
from now on. Or like every time we see a movie, like we do your review of the movie. Sure, sure, sure. I, I think there will be plenty of Marvel material at any given time. I did so. think of, about kicking it around for a second service idea. Just like the Marvel cast. <laughs> like we do the Marvelous Mrs. Ely and it's just you talking oh, about. That'd be really great. Hey. Yeah, but I don't want to relegate this segment to second service. I think it's a really good everyone money option. Oh, good. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I don't know if our guest is into Marvel movies quite as much as Caroline (laughs) is. She's been very patient. She's been very patient, so I think it's time to finally introduce her. Ladies and gentlemen, she is a writer. She's written for Relevant Magazine, and you can check out her podcast, The Protagonistas. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Kat Arnold! Kat. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kat. Thank you. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. That was us. a wonderful intro. Thank you. That was yes, a I was a little intro. lost, but I was enjoying that. That's I was, good. I enjoyed it. I was trying to hope there was enough backstory if you weren't a Marvel fan that you could gather what was going on. Well, well that's I what's so it. great about the way you talk about yes. these movies is like, it's not even about what happens in no. the movies, it's your passion yes. for it. That Thank you. Sense. Oh, I'm okay, cool. Go and watch this really? Movie. Because of that? Because Have you? Oh, my gosh. If one person goes to see a Marvel movie because of me, she's crying. This is like your conversion moment. Yes. Have you seen a Marvel movie before? I have. I've seen Iron Man. Okay. That 2008. One. Yes. Great. Wait, all three or just the first one? I think just the first one. Wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a what are you busy? No, I, oh, I saw Black Panther. That's Marvel. Oh, okay. Black yes. Panther. Yes. yes. Okay. I saw that one. We're, we're back. <laughs> oh, Caroline's eyes light up once again. There's hope for you yet, Kat. I just like the movies. Like, I don't know anything about the comic books. I'm not, like, versed in the lore at all. Right. I just love having a good time with the films. Right. You'll, you but take what's yeah. given to you. Exactly. Kat, right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on the show. You are uh, maybe one of our first guests uh, that should a thousand percent be hosting this show instead of us. In the <laughs> sense that you are a credentialed person. Am I? Okay, uh, g- well. Give us a list of your credentials. I know it's embarrassing <laughs> to brag about yourself, but you de- you have gone to Fuller Seminary. I, I'm actually you going. To go. Yes, I am currently going to Fuller Seminary. Do you have, is it the MDiv? I am doing an MDiv. You yes, I'm almost done. Okay. So I finish in June, but I added another degree. So that's... <laughs> So that's Which is what? Just a, a, another master of theology, mainly because I I wasn't ready to leave. You know, yeah. I just I wasn't ready to leave LA, and I definitely wasn't ready to to leave Fuller. So I'm just sort of sticking around. Just sticking around. Just and what's the goal? Around. What's what's the end game, if you will? Uh, with your, <laughs> I will. <laughs> with your with your degrees, what's uh, well? I um I. Think I want to go continue for a doctorate. I'm pretty set on that. Oh um, really? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Um, I, I like to, I don't know, read and do all those kinds of things. So I think yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be cool. But um, yeah, but I, I want to keep writing. And so that's sort of why I'm working on a few projects right now, which I can't really talk about, but hey. soon. So yeah, Ooh. so that's sort of, you know, kind of wherever that goes. Yeah. yeah. For those that may not know, can you describe what Fuller is like real quick or what it is? Yeah, so Fuller is a seminary in Pasadena, and so uh, part for of that now, way, yeah, 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 they're moving. So, um, yeah, and I actually, so part of my coming to Fuller was me leaving a very 
not so fun, uh, not so diverse seminary. I left another one and I'll get into that. But but yeah, so I came here mainly because um, Fuller's diverse, just racially and ethnically and all of that. And then um, also just their kind of empowerment and support of women. So that was sort of my main two things to get over here. And yeah. so, yeah, it's a great place. I'm, I'm really enjoying it there. Yeah. Because there's a broad spectrum of people. I think we've talked yeah. about a little bit on the show, but I think it's... It, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably am. Did Rob both Rob Bell and John oh, Piper yeah. go to Fuller? Yeah. Okay, so I that recently tweeted that. Kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they, yeah. yeah, and like Fuller is known for having that kind of like that, crazy yeah. amount of balance, which yeah. is difficult to do. Yeah, and like one of probably a few big seminaries that do allow women to be pastors or like train them to yeah. be pastors. Yeah, in the, like, in the evangelical, evangelical yeah, yeah mm-hmm. world. So yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing a commercial for Fuller, but <laughs> I Check like it. Out. Go if you want. <laughs> but also, that's the reason I met Nate because he uh, was living in NorCal and uh-huh. he came down to Fuller to oh, nice. get his MDiv actually, oh, and he's still there awesome. now. So, yeah. so we all have a Fuller connection in our yep. life. Cat is going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caroline's husband went there, and I would glance over at the library from time to time <laughs> while going into the 24-hour fitness. So we all have like very intimate. We're all, yes. It's con- the center of our universe. It shapes yeah. our lives. <laughs> it does shape. I I will say, I feel uh, maybe this is like an insular bubble thing, but living in Pasadena, because people always say like, okay, how's Pasadena different from Eagle Rock, different from Burbank, different from Studio City and all the little boroughs of of Los Angeles County. And it feels like Pasadena is very much dominated by a lot of Asian American culture because there's like really good Asian American restaurants and kind of hole in the wall places and fancy places too, because there's so many immigrants here. And then also like a lot of student life as yeah, well, like exactly. student life from mm-hmm. Fuller and Caltech. Mm-hmm. But And Pasadena City College. Mm-hmm. There's oh, three yeah, colleges yeah. in this city alone. Wow, I didn't so realize there was so many. And there's a design yeah. school, which is also a yeah. college. Hey. So it's very, it's very intense. Well, Kat, what is your history and background with faith and religion stuff? You've talked yeah. about it on your own podcast, yeah. The Protagonistas, <laughs> available on out. iTunes right now. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just rehash it and pretend you're saying it for the first time right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll give it our own little good Christian podcast twist. So, I uh, so I actually didn't grow up in the church, right? So I I'm Cuban American from Miami, which is its own thing. And I grew up mainly, I would say, loosely Roman Catholic. You know, like very culturally Catholic because that's a big Cuban thing. Um, but I didn't grow up, you know, in the evangelical world. Uh, I did, for the first few years of my life, go to a Christian school. And so in that sense, I was very much exposed to, like, the whole true love weights and, like, the whole, oh, like, really? left behind stuff. But it was at a distance. So I would go home, and my mom was like, yeah, that's weird and wacky. Don't get involved with that. You really? Know? So, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. How many of us would have <laughs> loved that, I know. to have that's a parent like pretty that? Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. The parent um, who is the straight man in your life yeah. of, like, no, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even have the wherewithal to like tell my mom like, hey, we learned this today. She would probably be like, no, go kiss somebody. It's fine. I feel like your mom would have said that. Actually, yeah, maybe that is when I remember because I remember I had a teacher who was pushing courtship pretty hard and I think I remember telling my mom about that and she was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so you totally get it, which is good. Yeah, Yeah. which was nice. Yeah, Yeah. but so what ages were you going to that Christian school? Like evangelical Christian school, right? Yeah, it was like, the first half of elementary school, I would oh, say. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I do, rem- like, I was exposed to it. Like, I remember that. 
Um, and it was very much, like I said, like around me. But yeah, I would just kind of go home and then just do my own thing. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like a, a very serious thing in my life. And then I ended up, you know, going to high school, Catholic school. And then I sort of, you know, got into that. I really liked like the, the you know, the liturgy and the, the very ritual aspect of it because mm-hmm. I felt like, cool, I can do this. I can be a part of this, but I can still do my own thing. And like that's sort of how I understood it at that age. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, went off to college and around that time. So it was, I was about to graduate from college and I was, you know, in my early twenties and I was just, I loved to party. So that was like one of those things. And I had graduated and I was, um, I had a really good job as a behavior therapist and I was really young. So I was like, yeah, I'm successful. Life is great. But you know, you as post-college, right? Yes. Yeah, so okay, this was yeah. like right as I graduated with my, with my undergrad and at that time, you know, as every, like, young 20-year-old-ish goes through, like, there has to be more to life, you know, like that, like... The Stacey Rico moment, we call it. There's got to be more <laughs> so yeah it was just like oh you know like what what do I need I need something more so um one weekend I ended up you know going to Key West with my friends for a birthday party just had one of those yeah crazy weekends I get back and I'm feeling that like oh I need something deeper and it just so happened that six months prior like an ex-boyfriend had like bought me a ticket to to a Christian conference because Miami is not Christian like oh, wow. it's very Catholic but it's not like like anywhere in the south where you have like a church on every corner yeah, or like, like you know where Protestant the, Christian yeah it's yeah. not like the you know everyone's Christian you and know? people don't uh, I think it, it's hard to understand if you're not from Florida but Florida is essentially three different states oh my gosh too. yes <laughs> it's not like Kentucky where it's like yeah. small enough that there's yeah. a characteristic kind of shared but yeah. Florida you could divide up in, oh, yeah. in each one so Miami is Miami probably is, it's literally might be thing. the most de-tur- mm-hmm. de-churched out of yeah. the, yeah. the regions exactly yeah so yeah so I um, so Miami had just started uh, their own um, like kind of their first Christian radio station, which was, like, new. Like, it wasn't, you know, so a lot of people were sort of getting into the whole, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is positive. You know, this is nice. And so I started listening to that radio station on my way to work. And I was like... Just as, like, something positive in your life? I was like, I can start my morning with something positive, you know, like one of those things. (laughs) So I was like, oh, and I remember it was like, oh, wait, what's his face? The one that just got in trouble with everything? Um... Uh, be no. specific. <laughs> yeah, which one? Um, um, the oh my gosh, his name just slipped my mind with the thing with the. <laughs> the oh, he not was, Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> don't you no, don't you dare! Wait, was this like a, a pastor? Yeah, with the mega church, and he was abusing people spiritually. I mean, oh, that's oh, Mr. Mark Driscoll. Mark Driscoll. Not him. Oh. Oh. it was more recent than <laughs> him. <laughs> wow, I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Mr. Mark Driscoll. Like, <laughs> uh, it recent. was more recent than that. Oh, I'm not Jer- going with a J? Whatever. Someone is yelling drink. the name in their car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, it, I mean, it just came out like a couple weeks ago or a month or a month or so ago, whatever. Anyway, people like him, right? Mm-hmm. Francis Chan, those kinds of people. Yeah. And so I was in like a really bad relationship. The guy was like, you know, I'll buy you a ticket. We can find God together. We can go to this conference. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I didn't think about it. So like fast forward six months. <laughs> <laughs> What a promise. We'll find God together. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely listen when a man, when a yes. young man tells you that. Yeah. yeah. It was such a hot mess. But like, so fast forward six months and I get an email. So I come back from that Key West trip 
and I'm having like my existential like 20 year old crisis of like I need more in my life and um, and I sign on to my email like at my desk at work and I just see this like Christian conference and I'm like should I go you know I don't know whatever so I was like you know what I'll go whatever like it, it, it could be a good thing so I show up and mind you this is the first time that I'm exposed to like evangelicalism oh boy and I show up and it's I mean, I'm, I'm waiting in line. I kind of get there early. And it's weird that there was even a Like, I didn't know any of this. And so I kind of, you know, I walk in and I was by myself. So I sit in the front, like first row. And all of a sudden I see like thousands of people just, you know, and I'm like, what is this? You know, I'm here thinking a Christian comp. Like, it's going to be, you know, a couple weirdos. Like, yeah, just kind of, you know. A lot of like old people. Yeah. <laughs> just like a little group. Yeah. Snacks. Yeah. So it's like thousands of people coming in. And then all of a sudden, lights turn off. I mean, then you have like the skinny jean, long hair. It was Hillsong. I had no idea who Hillsong oh, was. Oh, wow. And they're so coming you got, in. like a supercharged dose. Supercharged. <laughs> <laughs> world and time. A shotgun blast of praise <laughs> yeah. and worship in the face. Oh, my face. God. Yes. Your front row. Front row. And I'm, people are rushing to the front. Yeah. I was going to say, people will kill for yeah. front row Hillsong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining it like it's the Dancing in the Dark music video. And you're Courtney Cox. <laughs> And the Bruce Springsteen equivalent of the Hillsong worship leader brings you up on stage yeah. to praise and worship next to amazing. But yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And I'm yeah. like, where am I? Like, I thought I had just, you know. And so, so yeah, they're all, you know, the, the signs, Jesus, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, and I remember, I have like this specific memory of me turning around and looking back at like the thousands of people, like arms up, eyes closed, you know, like in worship. And I, I, I remember thinking specifically, like, people feel this way about Jesus? Like, it was like a genuine thought, like, you yeah. know, like they, like, this is a thing, like they yeah. are all in. And I was like, wow, that's interesting, you know? So I'm like, okay, whatever. I sit there the rest of the conference. Then there, there was like, now looking back, I know who they are, but like Francis Chan and you know, Christine Kane and all these people talking Big about. hitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to keep yeah. believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Yeah. And so they're talking about do something with your life and do more. And it was exactly, you know, like lined up perfectly with my existential crisis. So I was just like, oh, yes, I need to do something, you know, so one of those. <laughs> so that weekend was sort of like the push to me, you know, starting my journey, you know, and it's funny because it is like your like quintessential salvation experience for like you know did you get saved when you were there did you do an altar call thing I didn't do an altar call but I was just like okay and I remember thinking like I'll try this like this seems cool like this seems like positive you know that was like my whole thing like it's positive positivity yes so that was like my whole thing I was like I'll try this yeah okay (laughs) but I was like I don't know any churches in the area like I've never been to one of these churches so I just so this is actually another weird thing so I'm walking out and I'm thinking okay this is like it was a three-day thing so I had gone back like three full days I mean yeah this wasn't I mean I looking back Franklin Graham was there (laughs) he was literally one of the speakers like enormous this was weird and like yeah it was just the weirdest experience ever but yeah so I'm after the third day I'm leaving and I was like all right you know what I'll do this like I'll try it and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out you know whatever um, and as I'm like thinking this and I'm like sort of walking in my car by myself, I hear like cat and I'm like, I turn around and it is literally my cousin 
whom I hadn't seen since I was like five. What? Yeah, it oh my just gosh. bizarre. I wouldn't recognize my cousin <laughs> if I hadn't seen them since I was five. Was we were Facebook friends. Yeah, yeah oh, we were Facebook friends. Grow up, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me be clear. I wouldn't be Facebook friends with my cousin <laughs> if I hadn't yeah, seen them right. since I was five. I don't think I am. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so she was just like, what are you doing here? Because she clearly knew on Facebook that that was not my scene, you know? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, how did you end up here? And I'm like, I honestly don't really know. Like, someone bought me a ticket and I just showed up. And she was like, well, why don't you come to my church? You know, whatever. So I went and then I just was like all in. Like I was, I mean, three months later, I'm going to El Salvador on mission trips. You know, one of those. Because it was like her church was, you know, Southern Baptist megachurch. Like it was just one of those, you know. So do you feel like it? they were like pressing that button of like, do you feel empty inside? Or do you feel like you're missing what's out there and yeah. then have the answer for you right there right totally yeah it's it was like just appealing. like yeah oh it was exactly what i needed <laughs> you know what i mean like oh you got me you know like i was so empty you yeah, know totally yeah yeah so um so I, yeah and funny story so after my first like quote mission trip you know to el salvador i come back and I had just bought, like, my first car. It was, like, this cute little Kia Optima. Like, it wasn't even, like, this super nice car, you know? It was just, like, a normal, like... And I was so excited that I had bought this car because, you know, I was young and it was, like, my first car. And I literally come back from El Salvador and I was like, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I shouldn't. I'm yeah. a material girl like Madonna <laughs> warned me about. No. Yes. <laughs> And so I literally... Two topical references, by the way, Kev. Yeah, it's, it's almost like I have a disorder. <laughs> Music video. <laughs> of Stacia Rigo versus Springsteen. That's my contribution <laughs> to the conversation. Big names. <laughs> Let's hear yours. Anyway, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I... I was like, you know, I can't, like, I can't have this car. Like, it's too nice. Like, yeah. I need to suffer for Jesus. You know, one of those yeah. things. So I, had you been, like, working with needy people when you were in El, El Salvador? Yeah. I don't know if needy is the right term. But, but yeah. yeah. Needy yeah, sounds yeah. like they text you too much. <laughs> <laughs> people in need and, like, impoverished. And yeah, stage five clingers in the what are you doing Friday? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the children that you built the school for. So sorry. <laughs> this is inappropriate. Not nice. Um, <laughs> but you've been out there <laughs> like helping yes. people. Yeah, yeah. And I and well, and that's like a real thing because I've heard a lot of people that come back from mission trips and feel like really guilty about yeah. their lives because the contrast is really painful. Yeah. Like it's really messed up to totally. go to a place where people are having a hard time finding food and you yeah you have like a brand new car yeah and a nice job and like air conditioning like <laughs> yeah. so many things it's yeah. a real problem it you know? really is yeah and that was like in the time of the whole like radical movement and like you shane know, claiborne stuff no, kind of it was okay. like more southern baptists of like you know you just gotta give it all up for jesus and like oh you know, david platt david stuff. platt yeah. yeah gotcha so it was like that you know that mm-hmm. was like the thing yeah so I come back and I'm like, at that point, my mom, she was, uh, I think her lease was up on her car or something. So like I begged her, please buy my car from me. Like I need to buy a cheap car. And she literally like thought I had lost my mind. Like she was like, what are you doing? Like stop. She's like, this is too much. Like this is too drastic, you know? Yeah. And I was like, no, you know, whatever. Again, the reasonable one in the yeah. exchange <laughs> exactly. between you and her. 
<laughs> like now looking back, I'm like, oh, I should have listened to her, you know. But uh, but yeah, so I so she did. She bought the car back from me. Yeah, she was just like so sweet. She totally bought the car oh. back from me. And I bought like this little, oh my goodness, like roll up window, like just old car <laughs> that barely worked. But I was like, you know what? I'm doing this for Jesus. You know, like I was yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. I am just, yeah, it was just so bizarre. And so from there, I, you know, I, I was working as a behavior therapist. I ended up switching to, I was a teacher for a couple years and, and I had summers off. And so I started traveling on, I started working for a missions organization. And so I was traveling all this, like, you know, this, the whole summer I would wow. leave, like the second I would, I would, you know, finish for the, for the school year, I would leave for the whole summer and then I'd come back, teach and then leave again for the summer. So that was sort of like my thing. So and then probably like in the leadership at this point too, right? Yeah. And it was so fast, right? Yeah. Well, because anyone that wants to volunteer, exactly. they're like, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you're great. Like passionate you're passionate about it. Yeah, and you're right. principled, and oh, yeah. you're like raring to go. Yeah, you're. Oh, you are yeah. suddenly an elder oh, immediately. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And because I had like that experience, like it was just like, oh, you know, she came from a life of sin. You know, like oh, yeah. so it was just that sort of like. Did oh, you tell that story often? Oh, that was just my like thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this like your personality. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. There's something appealing about like a clean narrative and yeah. structure of a testimony where it's like I was like this and yeah. now I'm like yeah this. exactly and it's different and it's like yeah. I know it's totally like easy to tease now but that really was your story oh, at the yeah. time you know like it really was a big shift in your life totally. so like what else narr- what other narrative would you make out of it yeah. you know besides like God came and changed my yeah. entire life <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. yeah and I remember I was like a hyper Calvinist at this time because I'm like God Ooh. chose me <laughs> yeah boy, boy. Uh, yeah I'm like oh, I didn't choose Jesus like he cho-. it was just the yeah it was hilarious <laughs> and so from there so I, I was traveling and then one day I remember I was sitting in Portland Oregon and I was like, I had just like led a mission trip or whatever. And so I have a couple days off and I was like, I'm not going back to work. I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. So I literally call my boss and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going back. And she was like, what? You know? And I was like, sorry. You know? And I was like, I'm just going to follow the spirit, you know, like one of those things. Yeah. And so from there, I, so I had, you know, some money saved up from, from working and all that. So I just took off and I traveled for a year. I just backpacked through Peru and Italy by myself. And I would just visit different like friends that were serving in different countries. And I would just like, hey, maybe I'll live here, you know. And so I would just show up in random countries. How old are you at the time? I was 25. Okay. Were you welcome? Like, were they so excited? Yeah, like I would let them know, hey, I'm going to visit. I would show up and then I would stay for a couple weeks and then I'd move on to the next city. And I'd just, you know, I was like hostel hopping or like things like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was great. (laughs) Caroline, we see a thought bubble coming from Caroline's head of her doing Divorce papers being signed. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Wow. You could just say I'm going on a vacation. (laughs) You don't have to divorce your husband. (laughs) I really want to be free. (laughs) Experience Europe. Never. Have you seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, wow, this yeah. is like a big year for you. Yeah, yeah. What What were you saying at the time? You're like, I'm trying to like vision cast for yeah. where I'm going to be yeah. serving God the rest of my yeah. life. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a missionary, sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. 
So I did that for about a year and then I came back and I was just like, now what? You know, because I, I would leave somewhere and then I would come home and I was like, meh, I don't think I'm going to move there. You know, like there yeah. was nothing that like caught my like whatever attention or to stay. And then I went on a batch. I went to like a bachelorette party in New Orleans and I, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because now looking back, I remember I, so I got there early. My friends were getting there at night and I got there in the morning. And so I had like my little backpack because back then I would only travel with like little backpack. And so I, <laughs> there's nothing, this is Christian, but like minimalism. Minimal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No possessions. Yeah. Chastic. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yeah. I, you might be getting to this, but I was going to ask you like what your old friends Oh my God! Thought of you and how you talk to them. I'm yeah. sure it was different. I was one of these people at one yeah. time, so I know. Yeah, yeah. So that was also yeah. That was weird. I mean, I had I couldn't talk to them anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah and it's really it's really sad. Like now looking back, I'm like, dang. You know, I I I was actually in Miami this past weekend, and there was a few friends, and I'm like, I want to like reach out to them and be like, hey, I'm not crazy anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can we talk? <laughs> There's no easy way to communicate that. I have an idea. You yeah. send a video of yourself taking yeah. a shot. Yeah, just as like a, so give it a like, thumbs hey, up. This is like, me. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. No. <laughs> I feel like that's something you've done. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, sorry. So you're yeah. at you're in New Orleans with your backpack. Yeah, yeah, and so I was like, I got on a bus and I was like, where? Take me to the French Quarter. I was like, what's you know what what bus is gonna take me to the French Quarter? So I show up at the French Quarter. Mind you, like this is like the height of my like just fundamentalist evangelicalist Mm -hmm. self right so I get off the bus and I like I'm pretty much I get off the bus I walk a little bit and it's I'm on Bourbon Street and I just remember I mean it was like 10 a.m. everyone was wasted there was like strip you know bar after strip bar and I'm like this is it like I have to move to New Orleans because I need to be a missionary you felt called to New Orleans (laughs) I'll be the one yes yes (laughs) So that <laughs> night, so I, you know, I got back and I was just like, I need to live here. I want to move here. And I, w- I was just like obsessed with this idea of moving to New Orleans. So I moved back. I mean, I, g- I go back to Miami when the weekend's over and I was like, well, what am I going to do there? Like, what excuse do I have to move to New Orleans? So I'm like, oh, there's a seminary there. Mind you, at this point, I still know nothing. I, I was so ignorant when it comes to just general Christianity. Like, I only thought that. SBC megachurch was like the only way to be Christian. You know, like I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah, exposed sure. to anything. I didn't know. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, great, seminary. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's like a difference. Like, I just, let me just go there. So I call my friends. Like, after, this was like maybe a couple weeks later. I apply, I get in, it was quick. And literally sit my friends down. And I'm like, hey, I'm moving. And they're like, wait, what? Like, where? And I was like, New Orleans, I'm leaving in two weeks. So then, yeah, they were oh like, goodness. yeah, yeah, it was just very drastic. Were so, they excited for you? Yeah, I mean, you know? they were they were happy that it was New Orleans and not like just some random place. Sure. Like, you know, because I had been everywhere about this But there point. was a major airport. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a big draw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then I just, I mean, a couple, like about a month and a half later, I just packed up my stuff. I ended up getting my car back, my Kia Opto that oh. I had sold to my mom. Yeah, oh my because the other one I crashed or someone crashed into me, whatever, it was totaled. So I get my car you back. You breathed on it a little too hard <laughs> one time. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I moved to New Orleans. And so that was sort of, because I was still so new to this whole Christianity thing and still trying to figure it out, you know, as I'm there, I remember my first week there, I had like a sort of another like, what am I doing here? Because imagine I'm 
Cuban from Miami, from a huge city. I was a little older than most of the people there because, you know, they had just come straight from, like, undergrad or whatever. So everyone's, like, early 20s. At this point, I'm, like, 26. And I'm, like, you know, I'm a little older. And I, I had just traveled for a year. And I'm, I don't know, just, like, a Latina. Like, I'm just, you know, different than a lot of people in the deep, 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 deep South. Mm-hmm. So my first week there, I was, like, a deer in headlights. Like, you know, people didn't know what to do with me. I didn't know how to act. Like it was just a weird thing. There was a legitimate culture shock. Oh in my some gosh! Yeah. Was it Such like culture the shock. language they or the way they would like saw the world, and and then on top of it, like all the racial parts too? Yeah. Like how is it? Because you, it's not like you didn't know what evangelicals were like or anything. You know? Yeah, I think it was because so I was exposed to once I you know started getting involved in like the whole Christian culture in Miami. All my friends were still Latino and Latina. Mm. Like they were all still you know, and so. You know, it was it was just different the way we interacted, and a lot of them because you know Miami isn't a super churched area. A lot of them had the same story I did, you know. Yeah. So I wasn't like, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, I had I was like one of those that had like the whatever story, but like it wasn't weird that people party in Miami, like everybody does. Like it wasn't weird, you know. Whereas I. I'm in like the subculture of the subculture of the subculture of Christianity and people didn't have that background, you know, like it was just very different, you know? So it's almost like you would share your testimony or something. They'd say, and yeah. So (laughs) in Miami, you mean that that wasn't a shocking thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like coming from a lifestyle like that. Whereas in the place that you grew up in, it was formative. It was like, wow. She got brought out of such darkness and all that stuff. Yeah, and so it was just it was just weird, you know. And and I realized like it's funny because I was thinking I'm like I don't think I ever had like a white friend until I moved to New Orleans. Like I just <laughs> never that was just no, nothing. I wasn't used to that, you know. Mm-hmm. That culture, just white culture in general, um, especially like Southern Baptist Seminary, like subculture sub. Like I keep you know like mm-hmm. the, just extreme. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that was just a very weird time for me. Um, and so it just so happened that I, you know, I met my husband there. And so he was someone that we can, I kind of w- w- was able to work through that with. And, and like, you know, and, and he comes from like small town Arkansas, but he was always one of those like dreaming of the big city. Like he loves living in LA now because he was always like wanting to move to a big city. And <laughs> so we would kind of, you know, I was just like working through it. Like, am I crazy? Like, why, why do I feel crazy? Like, I feel like such an outsider, you know? And, and then I just, and because, so, you know, growing up in Miami, I was, I was raised by a single mom and a single grandmother. And so, I mean, they never taught me anything about women's like role or like, oh, oh you know, like that yeah, wasn't, there wasn't like a person there to be complimentarian yeah. to or complimentarian to. Yeah. 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 So, like so it was just message. like, yeah. So it was just like, yeah, yeah just do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. you know, you lead, you do whatever. Like it wasn't even like a thing, you know? Yeah. Cause I was going to ask what your understanding of women's. Yeah roles in the church or God ordained blah 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 was up into that point I mean I didn't really think about it like I just it's a non-issue yeah yeah like it wasn't even like a thing like you know and then you know I'm so I get to so I'm in I'm in my classes and and I'm just being myself like I'm I have an opinion like a human you know like I'm just <laughs> like oh is it you know yeah. Yeah. and it was very much so I mean like of course all white male professors so all of them were like um excuse me you know like they would I mean they wouldn't shut me up when I would ask a question but like they would make sure at the end of every class or like during class to like make a comment about a woman's role or like wow really? yeah, it was just very yeah it was very it was, and did it feel like it was about you oh yeah Ooh, it was very yeah. clear like I feel like it was 
not all of them. I'm not going to say every mm-hmm. professor in every mm-hmm. class, but there were some that it was very obvious because I was just very outspoken. And I, I don't know, because I didn't think yeah. about it, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So that was like, you know, that kind of started happening. And then, um, so my, my, I guess back then, you know, we were dating. So my, my husband and I, we were at a church and, and, there was a group of young girls and and so I was like oh you know what like let me because back then I was really into like discipleship right so like let me disciple them so I I literally got together with them and started reading the bible with them and literally the pastor was like um you didn't ask for my permission like you were being unsubmissive yeah it was bad like it was just constant (laughs) whoa yeah 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 yeah. I mean and it was a whole thing with the church and and I rose hell like I was like um excuse me you know I remember we, we met at a coffee shop with one of the pastors it was him and the worship pastor and I'm like yelling at him, throwing my Bible. Like he literally did not know what to do because they're not used to, you know, yeah, like, you'd be excuse like, excuse me. Yeah, you know? right, no. yeah. <laughs> just mispicking out on them. <laughs> yeah, like I was just wow. like, what? And I remember like I met with I mean, both did, a, did a part of you think like, oh, maybe I am wrong. Yeah. Like, this should be my role, I guess, or something. Yeah. Even I though would... it was like contrary to your entire. Well, and the other part of this too is when you're like a single woman as a missionary, everyone's like, whatever you want to do, yeah. do it. You yeah. know? Yeah. like you're allowed to be a pastor in any yeah. capacity basically like no one cares no one cares yeah <laughs> it was just crazy so and I and I kept getting you know like in instances like that with a lot of men that were there you know they just couldn't handle the fact that I don't know and just was existing and just being a human you know what I mean like yeah. and it was like intrusive or it was too much and and so that was a just it was I mean it was a hard time because yeah I thought is it me is it me you know and I was like literally like there would be nights where I was just sobbing like what's wrong you know what's wrong with me Um, and then so in the whole process I'm getting married so that's a whole other thing like what's my role in marriage because I'm hearing all this stuff of like oh you know marriage your husband needs to lead and all that and you know it just it just did it didn't make any sense to me mm. and so i was just like well you know what i'm just going to study the bible and see what i get and so i just started and at this point i'm taking you know i had learned greek already so i was just i was like i'm going to go hardcore into this like you know the quote right way you know the right. way that they would agree with that i'm going to do this biblically you know yeah and i just i mean i literally it's funny cuz i sat there and i it took me about a month and i started like my own personal like research paper and i was like 30 pages in i started with genesis and i'm there was this like, for fun this yes, was a personal like just, research or paper for your for own fun? proof right yeah. Yeah. what yeah I, like I for know my this own makes proof sense to me yeah <laughs> yeah like i'm not crazy like it was like so i can prove to myself that i'm not crazy and that i'm not like cuz i'm you know i'm still in that mindset so that i'm not like a heretic or whatever yeah you know? cuz like the Bible is always the right one. So I have to at least find out what it's trying to say or agree with it before I make my opinion or something. Well, and and I think too, when you're, I think this is true of a lot of things that aren't to do with religion as well. But I think when you're in your twenties and you're just growing up and maturing, anything that bumps with something that you feel Mm -hmm. in a core or very personal way, there's always this weird kind of micro decision you have to make or macro decision of, is this just a part of growth and growth is painful and I do need to grow or is this wrong? And so, and especially, I think, I think that's a really confusing mid to late twenties conversation that a lot of us find ourselves in. Totally. And then in your, the church it's mixed with like, is it my sinful heart telling me this or the Holy spirit telling me this? There's only two ways I can interpret that. Yeah. Like, am I rebellious? Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, totally. No, you're so right. And so, 
it was just a really confusing, hard time. And I, you know, and what I, was your uh, fiance/slash husband's opinion about that stuff at the time? He was sort of like on the same boat, you know, because he, and that that never made sense to him either. His mom, he was raised by a single mom too, so he also didn't have that sort of dynamic at home. It really falls apart when yeah. it's just a single mom. <laughs> yeah. Like it really doesn't work at yeah. all because she's all the roles yeah. she has to be, you know, like and a single dad, same yeah. way. It's so funny. Well, it's not ideal, but there are some <laughs> cases in which I guess it kind of works. Yeah. Out. Okay, so you're but the research shows. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. So he was just sort of like, yeah. And then and I remember I was taking a Greek exegesis course and we're walking, it was the book of Acts. And so I'm walking through the book of Acts and I'm learning about, you know, Paul interacting with all these women and all these things and like Priscilla and like, you know, all this stuff and Phoebe. And he at the same time was taking a church history course. And so he's learning about all these women in history that are, you know, were Big overlooked or, yeah, yeah, like overlooked right now in our conversations. But yeah, they did huge things. And so we're both sort of like at the same time going through this. And so, so yeah, I just started my own little manifesto. Like I just was like, I'm gonna figure this out. Were Were you reading any like feminist theologians no. to it all? That's so yeah, that's interesting. Which is insane. But I, I but of like, of course you weren't. You yeah, know, because I didn't know any. But I'm so like proud of you that you still came to the same yeah. conclusion, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. this is a lot easier of a thing to do. When there is some modicum of affirmation yes. that you can get outside of yourself. Yes. Like, well, Rachel held Evans said yeah. this, so I, I think I'm not crazy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. it's totally a pass. But doing it by yourself by is, yourself. yeah, a lot more bold yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, I didn't know anyone. And so, actually, one of the helpful things, though, is in one of my classes, I had to read a book by Ben Witherington, which he's, like, super, like, conservative, you know, white evangelical. But he is an egalitarian, so he does believe in women and leadership and all that. Mm. He's Methodist, I believe. But we had to read his book for a class. And my professor was actually disagreeing with a lot of his theology, but he wanted us to read it to sort of Mm. disagree with him. And one of his chapters was, you know, complementarianism isn't complementary. And so I remember as I'm going through this, I find this chapter because it wasn't even assigned to us. It was just in the book. And I'm like, oh, you know, like someone in this seminary, you know, like that they told us to read, (laughs) you know. And so I, you know, that was like super helpful for me. And so little things like that. And so that sort of started my journey. And so at one point, this is going on for a few months. I'm doing my own little personal manifesto and still going to class, still doing all my stuff. I was still a behavior therapist at this time, part time. And I'm sitting in class one day. And a professor says something about, he goes off on a tangent about how, you know, it's very important to learn Greek and Hebrew because whatever, whatever. And I'm here like, oh, yeah, you know, I agree, whatever. You know, if you're going to be a leader in the church, sure, you should know it, you know, and I'm sort of agreeing. And then he's like, and ladies. So after he says that, I realize, okay, so he wasn't talking to me. So like, what does he think? Why the hell am I here? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't think that it's important for me. So then he goes, and ladies, mind you, there's like three women in the class. So clearly, like, you know. And he goes, yeah, (laughs) and he goes, and ladies, your husbands will be really impressed with you if you can exegete alongside them. That's on my Tinder bio. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Like, looking for someone who loves adventure, (laughs) loves eating good food, and exegeting the shit out of the Bible. Wow. Yeah. That's Oh, that's so uh, so painful to me now. It yeah. has no effect on me, you yeah. know, in my life. But that's just like, 
old I'm that makes me so mad. Because it's just like it was purely like as a support and like an impressive, yeah. you know, like skill you have. Like, like you tell- can type his letters. It's like telling the dog like if you roll over yes. and play fetch, your oh, master man. will give because you Because you all are taking the same classes. I'm in the like, same you're, freaking class. You're taking all the same papers. Like it's not, you're not yeah. doing it for like. Like just, oh, you know, to impress my husband. marriage skills. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so crazy. <laughs> Did the other two girls, uh, two no, women were, I, like have a reaction that you know of? I don't think so. Mm. I mean, I'm sure they were like, they were used, I, I don't know, yeah. used to hearing that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of was like, what? And then, like, my, you could see it on my face. And then he goes, this is where it gets worse. He looks at me and he goes, right, cat? (laughs) Oh! Like, straight, right. And and I just was like, like, you know when you're pit, like, when the pit of you, when you get, like, a uh in your pit. And I'm like, (gasps) and then he goes, oh, yeah, but but Taylor, you know, he's like, but Taylor knows uh, Hebrew, right? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Like, I just kind of, like, my husband, husband, yeah. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. That night, I got home and I said, "We gotta go. Like we're leaving." Wow! And within a month, we were gone. Wow! Like, we, yeah, we had sold everything. We just packed my car and we left. Well, I, yeah, at this point, we were already married. So, so yeah, it was like throughout the whole time of like this whole personal manifesto. I think that was like, I mean, our we got married kind of quick. So it was like that sort of like we just got married and then that happened. And mm-hmm. then I was like, and we hadn't even been married that long. But we're like, we gotta go. And then so from there, you know, we did a little bit of traveling and all of that. And then, um, yeah, then we ended up at over here. We just went as far west as we can go. Welcome. (laughs) What what was appealing to Fuller besides like the reputation of it being a place where women aren't super marginalized (laughs) in in like a direct way? Yeah, Um, I I would say that was the main thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the main thing. And then also, you know, throughout all of this is. I was working, I was at, I was doing part-time stuff with uh, Tulane University, and it was, like, right before the whole election, and and it was nasty. I mean, a lot of my students were, were Mexican, a lot of my students were, you know, Latinas, and, and they were being harassed by a lot of, like, white fraternities, oh you know, just horrible, horrible. And then, so I was experiencing this on one end, you know, in Tulane, and, and seeing these, these young kids get harassed by, like, literally white national, white supremacy, and just you know whatever and then I would go to class and like my literally the people sitting in my class are wearing Trump hats you know what I mean and it was just the weird like what like how what you know yeah and so it that so that was also happening you know and so when we decided to leave and so I think it was that also just just being in a blue state I think we just needed to get out of that you know um that's why we were like we need to go as west as we can go um so just politically and 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 being a woman you know and then and then yeah being a woman of color you know being a latina woman like i was the only one you know maybe there was another one but like that was it you know so coming here was just incredible being around other people that you know are like me so (laughs) did you still retain some of your maybe like calvinist or more conservative things did that like kind of bump up with where you were at at fuller at all no um no because i had already been sort of getting away from that for a while like it wasn't you know i was just sort of stuck there but i i I, we had already been like "Mm, no no you know but again i hadn't been exposed to much of christianity like Mm -hmm. that was the only thing i knew so you know it was sort of a a personal sort of journey um and then you know coming here it was just one of those things where finally i'm being exposed to other kinds of christianity like christianity doesn't doesn't have to look like this way or you know so no i wasn't really like it wasn't really difficult to do that. Um, and everything, so my whole journey just happened really fast, right? Like, yeah. I, I, it wasn't a whole lifelong thing. I mean, it happened within, 
you know, eight years, nine years. Yeah. Like it was all just quick. Mm-hmm. So you felt like mm-hmm. malleable a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, I was able to change yeah. where things led me to. Yeah. And especially that like I, you know, I came to, I came to the faith as an adult. Mm-hmm. So it's very different, you mm-hmm. know, like there wasn't as much to undo or redo. Like I was just an adult. Like I got it, you know? Yeah. Um, so once I was able to, once I was exposed to something different, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like I was just, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. The yeah. yeah. That's cool. So. Yeah. So (laughs) where did you, where have you landed now? As far as. As far as faith and that spectrum and. We have so many guests on the show that aren't Christians. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is kind (laughs) of shocking when it's like, wait, so you you believe? (laughs) You're still in this? (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like your answer could still be different, you know, or unexpected. So I, I mean, one thing that I, I did. So that moment that like. Hillsong weekend or whatever, I would say that I did have an experience with God. Like, I'm not going to deny that. I do believe that I had an experience with God. And I mean, sure, it was, I'm sure it was manipulated by a lot, you know, (laughs) by so much around me, but it stuck, right? Mm -hmm. And there was something about that and and just the person of Jesus and it just stuck. And, and I think that's kind of what has carried me through, you know, we took a break from church and we sort of just needed to heal and, and just all the crap that, you know, I had just had to deal with. And so it was a, we did have to step away from, for, you know, for a little bit, but I mean, I still, like, I, I remember back then, like reading the Bible and it making sense, not all of it, but the, the general message, I understood it. Cause I read it as an adult. Like I get what you're trying to get at love. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I understood that. And so I think, you know, now it's just a matter of, you know what? Like there's a lot that we don't know and there's a lot that we're not going to know. And I think that's okay. And just stop trying to have to figure it all out all the time, you know? And I think that's sort of my thing. And I, I still love the Bible. I mean, I think it's a fascinating book. Like I, you know, reading it correctly and and right and in context and understanding what's going on. I think it's a cool book. There's great stories, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) like there's great. And it has, I don't think it necessarily has like, it's not like every little thing you read, you have to apply it to your life. Like some of it, you just read it like you would read it anything else you know and so I think that just just having a healthy relationship with that and with others and with people of other faiths and and so yeah so I'm sort of in that you know I mean I I still love the Bible and I'm one of those like I want to get to know Paul like I understand Paul's a hot mess you know so I'm sort of like Paul's like your token conservative friend where it's like it's good that I know this guy (laughs) we need to have a dialogue yeah like well if it the two sides never talk to each other. We never yeah. get anything done. <laughs> well, be, yeah, because I really, I really connect with that. This is something we've talked about sec- on Second Service a little more when we have like our honest Bible study episodes. But I want to get to a place in my adult life where I have a good relationship with the Bible yeah. too. Yeah, because I think right now. Caroline and I are a little scared of the Bible mm-hmm. in some ways. And it's so loaded. It, it feels loaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can feel like a weapon. It can feel totally. like a, a disappointed authority totally. figure and symbol and statue in a lot of ways. So, totally. so it's a thing that I, I think will take a really long time to, yeah. to reconcile. But 100%. But it's good to have people like you who are active in the community and in positions of authority and voices uh, like for example your podcast mm-hmm. T- talk about your podcast a little bit and what you do on the show yeah so my podcast i basically just uh chat with women of color in mm-hmm. church leadership and theology um because you know they have been just marginalized voices in mm-hmm. in the church and and just overlooked and voices and so 
we sort of just talk about, hey, so what's what's been your journey, you know? And so we just have conversations about that. Um, and and what has it been like in as a Latina woman, you know, being a pastor? Like one of my guests, she was a Latina woman pastor in Arkansas, you know? Ooh. Like, so yeah, so what was that <laughs> like? Yeah. I mean, could have been amazing. It could yeah. be fine. I don't know. I'm stereotyping. Yeah. But like, what was that? Or, yeah. you know, like, what is it like to be a Korean woman, you know, writer, speaker, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And so... So that's sort of that's what we do on the protagonistas, and so it's a lot of fun, and and it's a lot of a lot of us are going through that journey, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. guys aren't alone, like yeah. And I think because the Bible has been weaponized and used and and taught, not not been learned or understood or taught in a right way, you know, like it's not taught that there are different genres and some of it is poetry yes. and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, come it's on. It's not all a manual. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like you can enjoy it if you just, Oh, this is a beautiful poem. Cool. Move on. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have to be. And I think that, yeah, that's sort of like my, I don't know. I'm kind of passionate about that. Like kind of, you know, undoing and redoing and liberating and that aspect of it. Because look, at the end of the day, the Bible's not going anywhere. People are still going to be using it. In all sorts of types of Christianity, they're going to be using it for good, for evil, for all sorts of things. So if we can, you know, kind of have a movement of like resistance against using the Bible, you know, as a weapon or and just, you know, try and read it and use it in a healthy way, then mm-hmm. I think, you know, it can be a good thing. It'd be cool. Hey, so, yeah. okay. well, I'm glad you're doing that good work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. We're going to talk more about the Bible after the break, <laughs> but we're going to take a break first. And pay the bills, maybe, if we have an ad this week. Pay Papa. (laughs) Pay Papa. We'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the game. Come on, let's go. Now, we were talking via email about Christian culture stuff. <laughs> Do you have any relationship with any Christian culture at all? Any of the music and stuff? Besides having Hillsong sweat on you directly? <laughs> yeah, during <laughs> Sheck's guitar uh, pick. <laughs> no, I mean, that would, uh, the, maybe the last six years, you know? Like, my, we were, my, my husband and I were just laughing about, <laughs> we were laughing at, you know, just the, the, passion soundtrack and all like the mm-hmm. you know chris tomlin and all that um so you know we always make jokes about that but that's pretty much it so it's mostly like contemporary worship yeah. stuff that you're more yeah. into gotcha. yeah i don't know much else so. i feel like with contemporary <laughs> worship stuff i know a lot but i don't know the names of any of the songs yeah. contemporary worship has essentially replaced what the radio was probably oh, yeah, for yeah. generations past where it's like yeah blue suede shoes i think i don't know if it's called <laughs> that um 
Well, in light of that, let's do a game that doesn't necessarily require a lot of knowledge <laughs> of Christian pop culture, oh. but does require knowledge of the Word. The Holy Scriptures? The Holy Scriptures. <laughs> this is a game called Word or Nerd. The Word was, and the Word is, and the Word was headbanging right now. It's a song called The Word by Sarah Groves, a CCM artist. So the way this game works, it and by the way, I did initially call it Word or Turd. <laughs> I like but that then, one better. Cool. But then I, no, but then I started putting sound effects to it that were too realistic oh. and I didn't enjoy it. Were you recording your ass? No! <laughs> I fa- no. Can I have those no. recorded? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'll send you the YouTube links. Okay, cool. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think word or nerd is a little... I, I don't like turd stuff as much as you do, unfortunately. <laughs> I understand. That's okay. I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> so the way this works mm-hmm. is I'm going to read three scripture passages to you both. Okay. Three passages of scripture. And we're going to do this in three rounds, kind of how we did Wow or Now, Okay. where it's going to be your turn, then your turn, your turn, your turn. We'll do that in three rounds. And each round will be worth 25 points, 50 points, and then eventually 100 points in the last round. Okay, cool. Here's the catch. I'm reading scripture passages from the message translation. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them is a passage I made up and wrote. (laughs) If you can correctly identify which that is. You win the round. Cool. Does that sound? That sounds great. So each one, you made one up in each round. Each round. Okay. I will read three. Got it. One of them is mine. Okay. And you have to correctly identify. Are you competitive? Which one that is? I can be. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll just roll over now. In honor of Caroline's segment, let's make this our score. (laughs) Imagine Star-Lord dancing around while we play Word or Nerd. I love when Star Lord sang this song. <laughs> oh, this you think by him? You right? think he's singing it? <laughs> uh oh. All right, let's get. I'll keep score. You'll you'll keep score. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we are operating on the Christian honor system. <laughs> okay, Caroline, here's your first three passages okay. of scripture from the message. The first round, the theme uh, is Proverbs. Real quick, for those who don't know, the, the message is a translation of the Bible that was put into, like, modern layman terms. Very paraphrased. Sometimes uh, almost too modern. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost almost a little thirsty it's from funny. time to time, okay, yeah. Mr. Peterson. Uh, the first passage of Scripture. This is Proverbs. Okay. Here's the first one. An undisciplined, self-willed life is puny. An obedient, God-willed life is spacious. That's number one. Number two. Wise folks have to be careful that they don't trip. The foolhardy don't even look down at the ground. Okay. The third one. God cares about honesty in the workplace. Your business is his business. (laughs) Which of these... Is oh my the gosh, nerd. they're all so funny. The, the, um, and I'm the nerd and I wrote You're it. the nerd. Yeah. Okay. And the turd. Not, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess, guess, guess number two is the turd. Caroline? Yeah. You are right. That yeah. Was the turd. Okay. Yep. Awesome. What was it? The tripping one? Yep. Okay. That's from the book of Kevin 420. <laughs> 
first one is Proverbs 15.32. Third one is Proverbs 16.11. Allegedly. Great. All right, it's time for Cat. 25 <laughs> points on the board for Caroline. Cat, your first passage is, If you let people treat you like a doormat, you'll be quite forgotten in the end. <laughs> the second passage, Money and talent are trash to God. He wants your hugs and kisses. <laughs> the third passage is, when you've stuffed yourself, you refuse dessert. When you're starved, you could eat a horse. <laughs> I think the third one is like a real one. They're so. also like okay. benign. <laughs> the what? They're also like benign and cute. <laughs> the thing is that the second one sounds so ridiculous that I want to say it to you, but I'm almost like... Mm, could is be a that, trick. Yeah, is yeah. that a trick? Can I'll you think go, of the real Bible verses that these are based on? I'm trying. But are you? How familiar me. are you with Proverbs? Pretty familiar? Uh, I mean, it's only 31 books. <laughs> or chapters, just, rather. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> such so anecdotal. You know, right. you're just kind of like, meh. You know, Those like hippies. I don't remember. Yeah. Wise men be like. Yeah. Foolish <laughs> men be like. Whores okay. be like. <laughs> it's a true story. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough on women. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with the second one. Second one, Kat. I was wrong. You are right. Oh, I'm right. Yeah, I forgot to change that one. That was a placeholder, and then I read it cold on the air. Whoops. Wait, what did it say again? It hugs said, and kisses. money and talent are trash to God. He wants your hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses feels like the Kevin statement. <laughs> Come on. All right, round two. So this one's our 50 points now? Yeah, these okay. are 50 points, so the music gets a little more intense. Oh, okay. This is the uh, battle scene in... This is the Avengers main five. theme. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Avengers man? Okay. Doesn't exist. Uh, scripture verse number one. God delights in keeping secrets. We delight in finding them out. <laughs> number two. A parent is worn to a frazzle by a stupid child. <laughs> a nagging spouse is a leaky faucet. And number three, as a dog eats its own vomit, so fools recycle silliness. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these is the nerd? Oh, damn. I know the second one is real. Okay. Because um, it said something about being a well, nagging Well, I've heard that dripping, <laughs> yeah. for, that dripping faucet one so many times. Um, From Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Um, I'm going to guess number three is the nerd. Caroline? Yeah. It is not the nerd. No! It's God delights in keeping secrets. We delight in finding them out. <laughs> but that was good. I I'll did, give you that one. Thank you. <laughs> that that one really was, was, I was trying to be trickier. Yeah, you were tricky. I did change it from God delights in keeping little secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that would have given it away. Makes him sound like a little prankster. Like Loki. All right, Kat. Okay. Round two for you. Here's a first verse. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you want junk like that in your belly? <laughs> Number two. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. And then three. Worship from the young is like honey to God. He wants their hearts every hour of the day. Can you repeat number one? Number one is listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you want junk like that in your belly? <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. That one's the nerd? Yeah. Cat, 
That is not the nerd. It was the second one. It was the third one. The third Worshipful one. from the young is like, honey to God, he wants their hearts every hour of the day. Wow. That is from the book of Kevin, <laughs> chapter 9, verse 11. All right, so, so still Kevin. 25 and 25. Yeah. Yeah. Still tied. Yeah, we're yeah we're both tied. So this one's like the winning one. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, one well, I hope you both don't well, get it because yeah, I don't have a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, the theme now is the Psalms. The Psalms. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know the book in which David busted the ghosts of his own emotions. <laughs> okay, damn. <laughs> Back in the book. <laughs> All right, here we go. First, first verse. These are passages. These are like multiple verses, but it's small. Number one, God's glory is on tour in the skies. <laughs> God craft on exhibit across the horizon. Madam Day holds classes every morning. Professor Knight lectures each mo- evening. This is number two. My God, my number one. It is you whose voice I just can't get enough of. Everything in my life goes back to you. You are my first, my last, my everything. And number three, please, God, no more yelling. No more trips to the woodshed. Treat me nice for a change. I'm so starved for affection. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Oh, my gosh. I, like... I want it to be number three because I can't believe that would be in the message Bible. <laughs> Trips to the woodshed? I'm going to say that's the nerd. Caroline? Yeah? It is not the nerd. Oh, Which one was that? The nerd is my God, my number one. Oh, that it's you whose voice I can't get enough of everything in my life. You're my first, my last, my everything is a Barry White song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. The course Pat, of your, my everything. It's yours All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see how we do. All right. Number one. Who is this King Glory God, armed and battle ready? Wake, you sleepy city. Wake up, you sleepy head people. King Glory is ready to enter. (laughs) Two. They put poison in my soup, vinegar in my drink. Let their supper be a bait in a trap that snaps shut. May their best friends be trappers who skin them alive. Make them become blind as bets. Give them the shakes from morning to night. And number three, woe to the hecklers. Punch these bullies in the face. Grab a sword, anything. Get on up. Get ready to throw it all. Reassure me. Let me hear you say, I'm yours. Ooh. Wow. That's hard. You did a good one. You did a good one. All right. I'm going to go with the second one. The second one? Cat? What? It is not the nerd. Oh! It's number three. Number two number- is Psalm 69, verses 21 through 23. <laughs> they put poison in poison my in soup. My, there's a snake <laughs> in my boot. Wow, Eugene what? Peterson is shaking right yeah. now, Kevin. The, Good job. Get, well, he's not He's not in moving at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, if he's shaking, it's rigor mortis. Uh, oh, no. Gives them the shakes from morning to night. <laughs> That, that's like a real one. That's the real one. That's the real one. Wow. Wait, which was the one you wrote again? That's what threw me off. Uh, harass these 
bullies. Oh, I thought that yeah. might have been it. I did, I did a brief punch up on it because the original was harass these hecklers, punch these bullies in the nose. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is the message, though. Yeah, so yeah I just punched it up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's like that. Well, we All tied. Right. Well, yep. we tied. We tied. It was a very egalitarian game <laughs> yep. because you both go. finish That's equal. Yeah. Meeting, but yeah. Despite your uh, different <laughs> educations. Uh, <laughs> you have a bachelor's in communication. <laughs> in English. Oh, in English? Yeah. That's ironic. <laughs> For someone that seems to have such a... T- <laughs> what? No, say it. No, 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 no. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, say it. When we do our ad reads, I'm not like, I'm working with an English major over here. <laughs> okay, it's not speech writing. It's not public discourse. That's true. I'm tucked away in the library with my Jane Austen. <laughs> When's the last time you read lack Jane Austen? Of loud redheads in my ear. <laughs> All right, this has been Word or Nerd or Turd. Yeah. Doesn't this song sound cool? This was like a song... It was like a big hit on CCM Radio in like 2000 or 2001. Word was. And the word is. It's great. And the word will be. There's <laughs> one part of the song that I can never get out of my head. Let me see if I can find it. Because it's like, it's legit insane. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> I've never heard this. That's what gets the That's what gets the word. Just that loop. <laughs> it's. It happened at a formative time in my life. That's why. All right. Sorry. Sorry for getting so... Oh, I'm sorry. So bothered up. I hit a nerve. No, it's okay. Hey, you know what? what? I do believe you're an English major. I think you're a very smart person. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. You read more than I do. I barely <laughs> no. read any books. <laughs> no, you don't. What? I know you don't. Yeah. But you read... You're like reading all day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I read captions on IG. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Kat, this is the part of the show where we don't promote ourselves or plug our stuff. We lift it up to the Lord. It's a humble and loving sacrifice. We don't laugh about it. That's not part of it. That's disrespectful. Isn't that right, Kat? Yes, you are right. Thank you. <laughs> you you see his face on my face yes. transposed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Isn't that right? So we'll start with Caroline. You can lift me up at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. And this week I'll uh, lift up the movie where my bumper came from. It's a movie called Funny Face with Audrey Hepburn and an ancient Fred Astaire. It is probably one of her most mismatched pairings and she had a lot she's always with these like old old men in her movies but that's like every time jennifer lawrence is with bradley cooper and one of those david o russell movies where it's like he's 15 years your senior yeah i think fred astaire was like 55 and she was (laughs) 25 or something insane it was kind of a comforting thought that hollywood has always been disgusting (laughs) always yeah (laughs) these are consistent um but it is a great movie it's musical um i think we watched it together years oh, we did? ago yeah 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 that's yeah. right um it's kind of like kind of her second sort of pygmalion story where he plucks her out of a library literally and makes her a model <laughs> now that thinking about it so bad what the hell she's like a really smart person and she just happens to be gorgeous wait should we cancel fred astaire Damn, i think we should <laughs> fred you're canceled but um it's a good movie yeah all out. right funny oh. face all right, we turn to Kat. So I, you can find me at 
at cat, that's K-A-T underscore Armas, A-R-M-A-S. Um, I am, that is my handle for Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, my website, catarmas.com. Also, um, my podcast, The Protagonistas. Hey. Yeah, you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, or any podcast app. And what am I lifting up? Oh my gosh, I haven't prepared anything. Anything you're reading? Or What's just the last thing you watched like? that you like really loved yeah. or enjoyed? Ooh, you know what's a good one? Those the last two British uh, comedy series that ha- that are on Netflix, End of the Effing World and Sex Education. Oh yeah, Sex Education, so friggin' good. low key. That show rocks so, so hard. Good. I feel like a lot of people slept on it. Yeah, yeah. Did you connect to it as an educator yourself? In some ways, it's a different yeah. subject matter, but <laughs> <Entirely>. <laughs> you know, the Trinity is like sex, their yeah. relationship with each other. But you know, I heard that, like, really, really? One of, yes, right? Wait, the Trinity is actually, like, no, I've never heard, I've that. heard that. Someone like, described it as like a sexual yeah, bond, that or... it's like the highest form of worship because it's God and two people coming together. It's the ultimate menage a trois. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that I've heard. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Oh, that sex. Is, oh, sex is like you know, is like not God, the Trinity yeah. is like sex. <laughs> my, my interpretation, <laughs> which I don't know, guys, does it have legs. What do you think? I think so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <That's> six legs. <laughs> so yeah, I lift those up um, on Netflix. Great. Yeah. Sex. You should watch it. You would it's like really sex good. education. Yeah, it was, really I almost, I almost watched it the other night. I just started watching Umbrella Academy like halfway through the first episode. I feel like that's going to be a big time lift up for me, but I don't want to give an opinion yet. Well, no, here's what I'm laughing because. (laughs) Gosh, what? No, it's not negative, (laughs) but it is fun because because I edit the episodes, too. It's always fun to hear. Whatever it is that the last guest we had on lifting up, oh, is and then I talk about the it. Yeah, we're <laughs> just talking with your friends, and that's like word of mouth. Yeah, so it's yeah. not a dick because I know that's not, been like last week. Four rounds did happen. Yeah. yeah, and I'm reading Guy Branham's book. Yeah, and so oh, it's that's great. Come up it? too. Yeah, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, uh, and you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll lift up. I'll lift up a podcast uh, I've been enjoying a lot called Blank Check which is two buddies talking about movies. I had a few friends go on there as guests, and so I listened to their episodes, and I've just been binging it nonstop the last couple months. Caroline, it's the ultimate beep-boop-beep-boop podcast because it's these two guys that just know a lot about, like, well, what the cinematographer was going through at the time. So so something that would not appeal to you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys are funny, Griffin and David, yeah. (laughs) Griffin Griffin Newman, he hosts the podcast. He is the... First actor, besides Mia Farrow, to disavow Woody Allen. He started the trend. He said, I'm in this movie that's coming out next year called A Rainy Day in New York. Never came out. It's the one starring Selena Gomez. What year was this? This was 2017. Oh, okay. It it will probably never come out. It stars (laughs) Timothy Chalamet, Selena Gomez, a mess of people. And everyone was like, yeah, I'll be in a Woody Allen movie. And then Griffin on Twitter later was like, I feel gross about this. I'm giving out my salary to Time's Up or whatever the charity was. Oh, and then it started this wow. wave of like, everyone's like, uh-oh, me too happened. He can't uh, have been the first actor to disavow Woody Allen. He is. Okay. He absolutely is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It feels like he shouldn't be. I know. But aside from his ex, Mia Farrow, he absolutely is the first one. To I guess, yeah, I guess there's a lot of people outside of acting that have disavowed him that are public. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should have specified that appeared in one of his movies. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jude Law is not out here saying like, oh, I regret it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and he's great and very fun and funny. Oh. They're two good friends. Um, oh, and I'll lift up uh, a video I saw on YouTube. It's these, it's these Sesame Street puppets singing melodies from Bring down on me. Oh, I'll send it to you later, Kat. Oh, so it's good. a real hoot and a holler. <laughs> Gospel music's great if you if you are thinking about getting into some Christian music in your adult life. Man Listen discovers gospel music. <laughs> Near thirty white man discovers gospel music. I'll send you some pretty cool tracks. They'll have you bumping in your Kia Sorento oh, or whatever it is you're driving. That's great. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to Patreon.com/slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun every week. We do another episode every Friday, a second service, if you will. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you help the show. And we need your help. We're slowly dying. We're eight, we are 80 episodes old, and 80 dying. is like average it's old. life. It's old. it's old. We need a life alert yep. at this point. <laughs> but every review you leave, it's not just for us. It's for charity. We donate $1 to charity. And this month's charity is... Camp Kessum. And uh, a couple of you had recommended this. Camp Kessum is a camp where the children of uh, current cancer survivors or cancer patients can come. They hang out. And it's usually led by college students who go and be counselors and just let them have fun for a week. Um, Yeah, and you can get involved and you can donate to them. Camp Kessum, check them out. Awesome. I had a lot of friends that did it in college, so I kind of knew about it. Oh, that's how you got it was a word of mouth recommendation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always nice when there's a personal anecdotal attachment. Kat, thank you so much (laughs) for joining us on the show. What a great perspective and story to share. And schooling us with your biblical (laughs) knowledge on word or nerd. This is like our extended like Bible knowledge is like <laughs> making fun of Eugene Peterson's <laughs> weird verbiage in the message. I kind of remember. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, and funny. there's nothing left to say except for an off pods people say, Amen. Amen. Uh, man, I can't wait for next week when we do your s- wonderful, marvelous. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this should be a whole episode where we do our rankings of, oh, of all the. See, a dream. Should, let's make it a second service. It's fun. I like. I love those movies I was, too. I was thinking today, like if I could, I kind of really would love to go through and watch all the Marvel movies again. I would totally do it. In I order, would host it. I would need to. No, I'm talking about like a marathon. That's what like, I'm talking I would about. Take, I would need to take like three vacation days. Yeah. And go to town. On and that. four <laughs> boxes of diapers. Yeah. A lot of diapers. Well, I would put on a diaper with you and do it if you oh ever wanted gosh, to. So nice. I would even watch Iron Man 2 for my friend Caroline. Is that a bad one? Have you seen it? Yeah. Iron Man 2? <laughs> yeah, Iron Man 2 is great. Oh, okay. That's the worst one. Whatever. Uh, we'll do it on second service later. We'll see you next week. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>